Hi, this is Monica. And hey, hey, this is Melody. And welcome to the Invisible Women Podcast. Hello, IW listeners. We are back. Happy Monday. Today we have with us Miss Linda Anuklam, who is an international change agent and has some great news to share with us today. Hello, Miss Welcome. Melody and Monica, how are you? We're doing wonderful. We are excited that you're here. So let's just talk about it. Can you tell our listeners more about yourself? Because like Melody mentioned, you have an amazing background and we just want to get to know you and support you. So tell us about yourself. Okay. (laughs) Um, I know it's always hard to talk about yourself, but I know born and raised in Houston. Okay. Okay. I consider myself a facilitator through my background experiences and community work that I've been involved in um, to groom me into, you know, finessing some of my leadership skills. I, I have my own consulting firm. Uh, Most of my clients are geared towards oil and gas, but I do do a lot of event management that, actually involves, you know, community, especially hitting the grassroot community. Um, And what else do I want to (laughs) say? And I compiled a book recently, the second edition of Who's Who Diaspora, the Nigerian Story. Awesome. Okay, so we have a lot to talk about. So I heard you mention that you have a consulting firm and you work a lot with, um, I know for a lot of people that may not be familiar Houston is like one of the hubs for oil and gas. So can you talk a little bit about that and just how do you play a part? So you're a consulting firm. So what do you do? Do you manage events? Do you, um, what is it that you're consulting for um, the oil and gas companies? Understood. When I actually got started, it started out managing events, corporate events in the oil and gas sector. And it was actually during... um, OTC, what they call is Oil Technology Conference, which is actually coming up next week. Okay. Um, but that's how I got started um, following. And that kind of paved the way for me to become an entrepreneur. Because d- during my first gig, mm-hmm. I would say um, I was still looking for work, you okay. know, leaving the corporate. Well, coming from the corporate um, work environment. I actually, my last corporate job was with United Airlines. Um, So, and I was working. It's so interesting. You guys come from a finance background. I was working as a payroll analyst and uh, um, what is it? Financial um, department. Um, Yeah, because I was pretty much played that accounting role. Okay, so Linda, let me just ask you Before entering the entrepreneur Okay, so quick question for you. So when Go you ahead. say, because we like to our listeners to get built up because they learn so much from our guests and mm-hmm. I'm learning too. So when you say events, were these like parties that you were planning for companies or was it like luncheons? What events were you planning or type of events? Okay, so the first event, it was basically a B2B type mm-hmm. matching um, events. Um, set up more like a luncheon okay. or a formal a forum, let me say forum, you know, that had a panel discussion, but yes. the goal was the B2B matching. And that's where it also just pretty much just dropped me into the international rim because 
um, in that particular event, I was the my client was based in Nigeria. Yeah. He was working, mobilizing um, SMEs, small, medium enterprises yeah. that will come to Houston during major conference to look for manufacturers. And so my job um, locally was to to secure those manufacturers okay? oh, wow. <laughs> or what they would call OEMs. And so as I was securing the OEMs, I was also basing it off the profiles of the SMEs that were um, planning to attend. Okay. So it was very corporate. It wasn't, I mean, definitely you had your networking, um, you know, it it wasn't just too focused on the, the, the lunch part or the decor part, but really, you know, um, streamlining this dialogue and doing these virtual introductions between a business here locally and a business in Nigeria so they can begin that dialogue. And then wow. when, when we all see face-to-face, yeah, you know, we have this forum talking about the issues, particularly what, you know, the oil and gas industry is facing in Nigeria. Oh. And then, I mean, everything else is up to <laughs> the businesses who meet one another if they continue or what I want to say, if they're able to, the end goal, no matter what, was for transactions to take place. Wow. Nice. Economic so, development. What I got because you said B2B. And so yeah. a lot of that is kind of our corporate jargon. So right. like, how did the transition take place from working in payroll to taking the leap of faith to go into entrepreneurship? And so one thing I just, before we jump into that, I just wanted to uh, just get a better understanding. So it sounds like um, your role was kind of to help the organization build partnerships and relationships, right? Outside, just so we understand that. Yes. Yeah. Sounds like you were the liaison yes. for that. So what I'm interested to know, um, because a lot of times, you know, people, many of us, you know, we come for working, whether it be in a corporate background or whatever mm-hmm. industry, how did you take uh, that shift happen for you to turn into yes. an entrepreneur? Yes. Because most people don't understand how do I, you know, do you just quit? Was it a relationship that you built um, while you were doing that job that kind of gave you that <laughs> aha moment? Yeah. Like, give us some, 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 mm-hmm. some tips. How did yes. you? Oh, so, so let me go back. <laughs> Definitely, I don't recommend just quitting because yeah. you, you, know, you have to find you guys that. We don't just <laughs> Well, because sometimes survive. What you said uh, there, because sometimes yeah. people get this idea that to become an entrepreneur means you have to just, you know, go in and give your resignation immediately. But at many times, we've got to build ourselves up to that. Like you said, build relationships before we finally give our notice so that we can be a little bit on stable ground. So I'm glad you clarified that. Yeah. <laughs> we can work still and be entrepreneurs. It's hard, <laughs> but you can do it. Yes. But yes, it's just. To me, I think it's all about the sacrifice and discipline when you're working mm-hmm. and then trying to pave that entrepreneur way. But the key thing you kept saying um, was building relationships. And that was key for me because working in corporate, you know, with United and even before that, I was at a law firm. Okay. And, re- you know, it was really at the law firm when I really now started to find things to get involved with after five okay, um, or volunteer my time because, you know, a lot of people, I think I feel like in the 20th century or 21st century, a lot of people don't like to do things for free, but it helps build on some of your skills. Mm-hmm. If you kind of put yourself in that atmosphere. 
Um, in addition to, I mean, of course, you 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 want it to be a good fit for you as well, where it's mutually beneficial. Um, but for me, during that time, I joined the Young African Professionals Organization. Okay. I tried to learn the environment so I can work myself up to, to get on the executive team. Nice. Um, but through that, just through a simple nonprofit organization, um, one of the should I call them elders? One of a seasoned professional <laughs> in the community <laughs> noticed my work, and he was um, at the time chair of the Mayor's International Trade and Development Council for Africa. Okay. So you know, you know, Mayor's office. If you know, if you don't know, normally. Some of these administrations has advisory boards or mm -hmm. councils that are or that are on a voluntary basis, but most cases you have to be invited, right? Okay. On that council. And so I was invited nice. on that council. Oh, and so and so being invited, but here's the thing. <laughs> I turned it down the first time because I felt like, man, that's that's a big role, you know, with all <laughs> your season individuals. Yeah. It was two years later where I accepted the invite where it now allowed me to um, understand um, international relations because that council was based on international relations. When delegations from Africa came into Houston, okay. you basically represented the city of Houston to help welcome those delegations, but you're helping also um, to strengthen the relationship. Like, you, like you're helping the mayor's office to strengthen the relationship. So my aha moment was when um, <laughs> the former president <laughs> of Nigeria was coming into Houston, our local university, Texas Southern University, they were looking to um, create a robust schedule for him during his visit. Okay. And they wanted to create a lecture, a private breakfast. So, you know, they, you know, they brought me into that, you know, okay. where I would have, you know, again, volunteer time, yeah. you know, where I was able to participate in the meetings on how we were going to draw out the program layout. Because mm -hmm. think about it, you're, you're drawing a program layout for a former president of a country and you're ensuring you know, all the security pro protocol, who to invite, you know. So once I was able to do that and I felt like, ooh, okay. <laughs> <I asked you. laughs> I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> oh, I could, I could do this. I could, and then, you know, setting up a private breakfast, you know, because um, again, you know, it was, it wasn't a community breakfast. It was private. It was, you're inviting um, corporate leaders, yes. um, even some of the um, executive team members from some of the major oil and gas companies. That's so cool. it was a nice fit for me. Yeah. Wow. You know, and, and like when people come and ask me, do I do baby showers? I say, no. <laughs> <laughs> On another level. <laughs> okay. So what other type of events do you do? Are you mainly just to the corporate sector now? Well, I um, because I still have my foot in the community, I actually do um, 
one of the large West African festivals here in Houston and that we do in downtown. And really, you know, that wasn't something where they actually came and hunted me down. Mm -hmm. I was actually trying to, I was going to their events, trying to recruit um, cultural dancers for the the parade okay. that um, the annual parade here in Houston and um, you know I just saw all this culture coming from the youth the traditional dances the 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 facility that they were having it at I mean like to me to me the event couldn't even hold you know because the people that were just in trying mm -hmm. to see these, you know, young people compete. Wow. You know, and the thing is, it was, it was, it was very, um, very interesting to me because as a Nigerian, I saw some of the high school groups or like African American student association groups mm -hmm. who were had various backgrounds, you know, whether they were Jamaican. Yeah. Or, um, African diaspora. you know, just, you know, African-American born in South Carolina, they were out there learning these West African dances, like to the team were doing it better than me. I was like, oh, <laughs> and so I was telling the, the leadership, <laughs> I was telling the leadership, but I was like, this event has outgrown the community. Don't you think you should make it a city event? Wow. So, it, we are today. So. Wow. They came to me 2019. I helped them to get it into downtown. And this year, we'll, you know, I'll be helping them with the second presentation of the event in downtown. So it's, it's quite different. I look at it quite different because, you know, community, when you're doing it in the local community center uh, around that community is different. But when I when you go to downtown, now you gotta look for sponsors where you're at least trying to work with a minimum of at least a hundred thousand dollars for the sure. budget. You're you having to tip like it's just different. You're doing a literally you're trying to take this outside space and just recreate it where it's you know an experience, just yeah. like how the NBA do it, the final four do it. So wow, yeah. that's so that's awesome. I, I mean those so, okay, now we have a question for you. So we just heard you talk about something that was very key and important when you're doing events, which is sponsorship. So I know we have a lot of businesses out there, you know, Black-owned, Nigerian-owned, West African-owned businesses. How would someone go out there and pursue a sponsorship from a, a corporation or a business? A what piece of advice would you give? Hello listeners, like what you're listening to? Can you do us a favor and like, subscribe, and comment so that we know how we're doing? Continue listening to Linda's story. I would say um, in order to, you know, prepare yourself to, to, to introduce yourself to those entities, Okay. I think your branding and presentation is very important. Mm. The, I mean, literally on all levels, whether it's social media and you, to me, you don't even have to have, you know, the um, highest following, but yes. that branding on, okay. you know, how you're structuring the event, 
um, the experience that you're trying to create and how you're um, presenting it to, you know, to the yeah. audience, like, like, oh, I want to be there. How can we get there? Yeah. I think yeah. that plays um, a very huge role because even with this event, once we started to tailor it into more of a corporate style planning, sure. the sponsors started reaching out to them. Wow. You know, because what marketing departments do, if, they, if they're looking for whatever audience they're looking for, they go online and start searching. So that okay. online presence is very key. Yes. And the mm -hmm. website, you mm -hmm. know, they may not know where to look for you on social media, but you know, if they're looking for a West African festival, like West African festival in Houston, and okay. if they really know the community, they'll be like Nigerian festival in Houston and to see what comes up. So. Wow. Well, yeah. I, think it's very I mean, it's a lot. I think it's a lot of different things to look at, but yeah. in this day and age, that online presence is key. So online presence, and like you said, um, presentation is very important. So how we are um, uh, displaying our business and mm. branding ourselves, right, is very, you know, and sometimes, you know, we have to understand, too, when you're presenting your business, not to mix personal with your business mm. brand, right? Okay. And so um, even for small businesses, we have to understand you need to separate that out. You know, I have my personal social media, I have my business social media, and you don't intertwine. Yes, we want to show up authentic, right? And and give a um yes. give companies and organizations that we're trying to um, partner with um, a little piece of who we are, yeah. but we still want to keep it on a level to where if we're if they're going to invest in you in some way, right? They don't feel like there's going to be any type of negative um, uh, backlash that's going to come around from something maybe that was presented in your personal life, which is okay, right? Yeah. And so we have to definitely mm -hmm. make sure mm -hmm. that so that's key for small businesses because um, sometimes we learn that the hard way later down the line, <laughs> and then we're doing what yeah. controls. So that's good. And another thing I was going to, I forgot to mention is to also know who you're approaching. Okay. You know, like really. So if you're approaching them, like they want to know how they're going to benefit. Yeah. Plain and simple. How yeah. are they going to be benefit? Like you're almost pitching a marketing concept to them at the mm -hmm. same time. Because mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's more than just putting the logo on the flyer. They want to know how they can probably do an activation at your event. And sometimes you who are seeking the sponsor, I'm not saying give them the entire idea. Right. But Be careful. Help sell. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Cause you're still a business. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's another thing to know who you're going to, if you're going to Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola, I believe they change up you know, what their, what their theme is for the year on what they're going to support, whether if it's healthy living or, you know, mm -hmm. some, mm -hmm. sometimes you got to also pay attention to their corporate social responsibility so you don't waste your time. That part. Wow. That part. So it's like, you know, doing your research, right? What is this organization um, standing uh stand for right and see how you yep. can align mm -hmm. you know whatever it is that you're doing because they have budgets and there's usually money out there but mm -hmm. like you said presentation is very important so if you present something that's going to be a win-win yes. <laughs> you might you might got it in the door yeah. <laughs> wow that's very yes very cool. what is the name of that festival and what are the dates of the festival 
Ooh, I should charge them for this. It's <laughs> Eagle Fest T-shirt. Oh, okay. <laughs> Look, free marketing. <laughs> well, we have Eagle Fest Houston. They may be interested. So, hey, we're trying to support. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> Evo Fest Houston, July 16th. Okay. And it's July, Saturday, July 16th, 3 um, to 10 p.m. Um, okay. I mean, you know, it's 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 really being set up like a production, okay. you know, because, you know, I always have to say there's a difference, even when I'm explaining it to the, the leaders and the owners of the program. Because, mm. you know, when you're used to being in a community and you have the mic and it's just the stage you you become so comfortable it's a personal setting sure. but you know for us to take it to downtown we're turning it we're trying to turn it into a production i mean even okay. we've partnered with texas southern university their debate team is actually going to do what i want to say almost like a reenactment in spoken word on ebo landing mm-hmm. ebo cool. landing all connected to you know, African-American history on um, West Africans. I don't know. I can't remember the, the state where they landed. Okay. You know, and that's why it's called Igbo Landing. So there's going to be some powerful moments. There's going to be some teaching moments. Wonderful. But, um, but the good thing, I think, uniting, um, you know, this diff- the, the communities. When I say uniting, meaning... Um, um, West African who, you know, who know their origin, you know, where they're coming from and definitely African-Americans. And then, of course, teaching cultural understanding, you know, for the non, uh, you know, brown communities. So, well, yeah, I think that's very important. But um, in your so you have was born in the U.S., but your parents are from Nigeria, correct? Yes. Okay. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> was that you know the your culture your Nigerian culture was that um part of for sure part of your upbringing um even though because it seems like you're heavily involved um in the Nigerian uh community and just even some of the international relationships so did all that all stem as well from your um upbringing yes okay. um I always like to say yes I was born and raised in Houston but I grew up in a Nigerian home okay um, and that means through the food, through the customs, through the tradition. I didn't taste soul food until I was probably in high school. Okay. Wow. You know, where, yeah. you know, so, so I grew up Nigerian and yes, the culture, um, yeah, it's a part of me, you know, it may, it does make it easy to navigate in right. the community, but I think me, as an adult, it, it also allows um, appreciation. Nice. Love it. Of the, and, so, um, and, well. and mentioning that, let's talk about your book. Um, let's learn more about your book. It sounds like it's a compilation of some things. So mm-hmm. can you can you share <laughs> with our listeners what that is? And the, the book is basically uh, a compliment, a compliment, compli- I can't even say the word. I know, compilation of Nigerian professionals in the diaspora. Okay. The professionals, you know, ranging from different industries, not the 
what is it? Pseudo typical industries like, you know, legal and engineering, yeah. but even the content creators, the culinary, um, film, um, and then those trailblazers, those advocates, along with, again, you know, your corporate mm-hmm. um, ones. What allowed us, well, you know, me to, to, to start that process was because, you know, you, you look at the different communities and how they congregated to empower and push their community forward. And the ones I always think about are like the Asian community, you know, the Indian community. Um, And so here and, you know, Houston, I can look at it as a template, you know, it, it, it has the largest Nigerian population out of, um, what is it? The Nigeria, the country, but yet even just in Houston alone, there had, there's no one that has, you know, been pushed or empowered into politics. Okay. It's just little things. Okay. But I think with um, the book, it allows to connect a network, but more so for the country, it allows them to know, like, here's your brain drain, okay. you know, stop looking to China. Yes. <laughs> like you yeah. have qualified um, accomplished um, people here that you should also look at, you know, for talent and skills. I love it. It was a two-way street. I love it. I love how you speak about international affairs. I think that's something that's key. Like you said, not always looking to China. What other countries can we look to that look like us that are doing these things and and being uh, a lot more innovative than what is actually displayed in the media? Right. Um, that's the problem. And that's yeah. the thing that while we love our podcast, because what do we do here on the Invisible <laughs> Women podcast? We like to what? We like to reclaim our time. We like to reclaim our power. We like to reclaim our confidence, baby, because these are the things that need to be talked about. These are the things that people need to, when they're driving in their cars or when they're listening to this podcast at work, they need to hear somebody like Linda speaking about international affairs, speaking about oil and gas. Those are the things that keep the world spinning. Oil and gas, electricity. If we don't have- I mean, gas is high now. We're paying like $6. Gas is high now. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. terrible. It's awful. It's awful. And I recently, last week, I had to fly somewhere to check on something. And I mean, the airplane tickets were like triple what I would normally pay. So it's, yeah, and we don't even really want to get into what the cause of it is. But still, just you speaking to our audience about oil and gas and international affairs, I think that um, our audience will appreciate it. I know that we appreciate it. Yes. Um, and thank you just even for sharing with us, because like you said, I think it is a very important too to display um, different um, different cultures when it comes mm-hmm. to like, you know, working here in the Bay Area, there's a lot of tech companies that I've worked for, Monica's worked for a lot of times. In a, most of those tech jobs, you will see in the past more, you know, of your Indian or your Asian. And yeah. to be honest with you, I have come across meeting more um, Africans that's been working in those roles. So that lets me know that, you know, we're getting more visibility, right? Um, and like you said, even like with your compilation with the who's who, I think, you know, media definitely has a direct effect that when we, the uh, representation is key. When we see that, that allows, you yeah. know, 
other, you know, mm-hmm. up and coming uh, young ones to see that I can be in that role, whether it be an entertainer, whether that be someone working uh, in the tech or working, you know, in the, in the international affairs. So I think that's great. We have to continue to display greatness, right? Um, because we are definitely rich in culture. So I appreciate that and uh, what you're doing in the community and internationally. Yes. <laughs> so if our listeners, they want to look you up, they have an event, a corporate event, or they just want to connect with you in Houston, where can they find you on social media handles? And what is your website? Okay. Well, it's quite simple. AIXfirm.com. And so it's the handle for Facebook, LinkedIn, and Facebook. A-I-X, then F-I-R-M. AIX firm. Perfect. Thank you so much Philip, for giving us, giving us some inspiration this afternoon. Uh, you talked about many, many things, international affairs. You talked about sponsorship. You talked about leadership and you even talked about online presence. I think that we, we tend to lose sight of, um, yes, it's okay. to. I like that you talked about that. Um, and we appreciate you. Thank you so much, Linda. And for all of our listeners, Please find out more about her at AIXfirm.com. Enjoy your day. Thank you, Linda.